The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of CJM-FM. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Slam Dunk Show. I'm your host, Tariq Ibrahim. And you just heard the disclaimer that we put on here for the spoken word shows. I feel like I'm supposed to start cussing or something after that goes off. But, you know, that's not what we're going to do today. So thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. We have a great show for you lined up today, and I'm so excited to be here and so excited to to be on the show with you guys today. Uh, for those that are tuning in for the first time, I think it'd be a you know good gesture to basically tell you guys what the Slam Dunk Show is about. We're basically a radio show right here in CJM. We've been going on for, for quite some time now, basically talking about Islam, talking about, you know, what it's like to be a Muslim, you know, and basically just explaining what Islam is really all about. Because there's a lot of people out there that, that claim to be experts, that claim to be specialists, that claim to be, you know, learned people on this subject. And, you know, it'd be good to have a, you know, a real live human being Muslim talking to you people. And, and telling you what Islam is all about. So the show is great for non-Muslims because you get to learn about, you know, what Muslims believe in, what's Islam, what's Allah, who's this, who's that, all that good stuff. And at the same time, from a, from a Muslim perspective, it provides you with a, a nice reminder. It provides you with a little bit of more deeper understanding. And I'll tell you one thing. I get a lot of uh, show from from non-Muslims you know, telling me that the show is in fact insightful, telling me that the show is in fact helpful in their own life. Because the reality is, uh, regardless of your religious belief, uh, Islam basically came to to help humanity, to better humanity, to perfect morality, and, and to basically educate and raise awareness of human beings. Now... For the non-Muslim, a lot of these things that we talk about on this show can still help you to become a better human being in every aspect. Like a lot of times I, I feel that this is more of a how-to or how to become an expert or, you know, the skills you need to acquire to do this or to do that. So this show provides you with a lot of, you know, personal development, a lot of, you know, Reflection and a lot about overcoming hardship and a lot about spirituality. So we talk about a lot of stuff. Like we've talked about marriage. We've talked about genders. We've talked about society. We've talked about history. We talk about a lot of stuff here. And I always try and, and basically present it in a way that's refreshing, that's exciting, that's, you know, that you've, you're, you're hearing it, although maybe it's something you may have heard about before, Today's the day you hear about it in a way you're actually going to remember it tomorrow. So that's what this show is basically all about. It's about trying to make society better. And if you're a Muslim, great. If you're non-Muslim, great. But one thing I, I, I'm pretty sure this show isn't is preachy. We're not trying to be a preachy show. I'm not trying to, you know put people into hell or put people into heaven or or anything like that. The show's never been about that. And really, I don't have any interest 
and making the show about that. We're here to build a better society. We're here to, to get some sort of spiritual fulfillment. And I think that this show does a pretty decent job at, at, at working with that. So with that being said, this is my, my, my quarterly introduction, if you will, to this Slam Dunk show. We have something very, 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 very special for you today. And I personally am excited to be speaking on this uh, topic. This is a topic that deserves everybody's attention, everybody's focus. And I'm not going to introduce it for the whole show. So, humanity, such a, a wonderful and amazing thing. So, what we're going to talk today is a very, very, very beautiful concept. And this is a concept that will apply to every single one of you. And we're actually going to talk about a prostitute. Now, when I say we're going to talk about a prostitute, I'm hoping... I got your attention at a bare minimum that you are now like, whoa, Tariq, prostitution, what's that got to do about Islam? And obviously, you know, there's obviously a correlation, but where I'm going with this is somewhere completely different. Now, there's a, uh, uh, a prophetic narration, okay, that Abu Huraira, which was one of the uh, companions of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he basically said there was a dog moving around a well whom thirst would have killed. And suddenly a prostitute from the be- prostitute of Beni Israel, so from a prostitute of the children of Israel, happened to see it. And she drew water in her shoe and made it drink. And she was pardoned because of this. And in another narration, okay, the Prophet ﷺ said that while a dog going round a well was about to die of thirst, uh, a, a prostitute from the children of Israel saw it and took off her shoe and watered it. So Allah forgave her because of that good deed. Let that sink in for just a moment. For all the naysayers out there and for the Islamophobes out there and for the people that hate Muslims, I want you to understand that there is a authenticated narration in the Quran that says there was a Jewish prostitute that fed a thirsty dog and her sins were forgiven. You extrapolate that and you understand that to mean whatever you want. But let's just throw it out there at a bare minimum that judgment is not in the hands of a Muslim. That this idea that Muslims hate Jews or that Muslims are vicious and savage people, I think you got to park that for the time being. So let's let this hadith, this prophetic saying sink in so where do I begin right because we're going to go in here we're, we're going to go in deep here because this is important this is, everybody wants to know what's going on here so within this story 
we're going to talk about animal rights. Islamic animal rights. We're going to talk about female empowerment. The ability of Allah, the ability of God, the ability that the Lord has to forgive regardless of the person's sin. These are the, the, the pillars of today's topic. So what you really need to think about and what you really need to ask yourself is how would we treat a woman that we knew was a sex worker in this day and age that you go out there and you see this girl or you see even this guy for that matter, do right? You see this guy and they're working in the sex trade. And you know what? These women, as far as I know, are greatly looked down upon in our society. This is the, the huge elephant in the room. And they usually shoulder the majority of the blame and the stigmatization, regardless of the, the, the amount of males who fund and may take advantage of their line of work. And if you really want to be critical, in Muslim communities in particular... There is a huge emphasis placed on chastity and purity of women. And if anything at all, even if it be a rumor that compromises a woman's reputation or puts her in a tight situation, she becomes, you know, it can happen that she can become isolated, looked down upon, you know, and in extreme psychotic circumstances, you've heard of, you know, people even murdering and killing their own family members because of, you know, whatever they call it. What do they call it? Uh, in the media, they usually have a good name for it. Uh, I don't know. Honor killing. Honor killing. Right? They call this an honor killing. If there's even such a thing as killing and, and, and honor. Such a disgusting term. So regardless of whether she was sexually assaulted, take advantage of, sells her own body out of a desperate attempt at survival. This classification and shaming of women without our greater communities, and even in Muslim communities and in any religious community for that matter, does nothing more than isolate women. Does nothing more than isolate these, these people that are already feeling disenfranchised and already feeling a huge amount of, 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 you know, the pain that they must be going through. So rather than considering their context and circumstances and stories and giving that w some weight to it, right? You know, why, why did this person decide to go this route? What happened? How did life take such a turn for them? A lot of us are, are, are much happier, right? Just judging and labeling, right? Oh, prostitute shame on you you're going to hell bad you know this sort of thing and symbolically and literally disposing of women who for whatever reason have already put their bodies out there for disposal right it's already so difficult i don't believe there are many people that are bragging about this sort of a lifestyle right and the question here now is that is this the Islamic way? Is this the human way? And the answer is no. This isn't humane. This isn't Islamic. 
This isn't anything. This is none other than just complete and utter disrespect for your fellow human being. So let's look at this narration, right? Let's look at this hadith one more time. First of all, the Prophet Muhammad, right? Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu relates to those around him the story of this woman. And what we can learn from this story, what we understand is that this was a woman of the former people, right? This is the woman of the children of Israel. And in doing so, he has given voice to a person that many have been perceived by generations as being unworthy of a mention. Right? And this is important. Think about this for a minute. In our modern day, let alone 1,400 years ago, let alone 2,000 years ago, a prostitute was, uh, you know, in terms of how society looked at this person, very, very, very little respect, lots of negativity, lots of hatred, lots of disrespect, lots of, you know, viciousness was put on this sort of a person. That's how society portrayed them, viewed them, dealt with them. Now you have the, the prophet of the Muslims talking about this person, talking about the people of this occupation, talking about prostitutes, giving them a status, giving them an opportunity to be discussed and mentioned and understood. So this is a huge thing because you only talk about important things when you're the leader of a nation. You only talk about high-level things. You're not going to have time to talk about small little details that are insignificant. Anytime you speak, if you're a leader, you're speaking about important things. You're speaking about things that are going to make a huge difference in society. So when the Prophet Muhammad begins to speak now and tell us a story about a prostitute, then this is about to be something enormous. That there's something huge here, something you need to recognize, something you need to take note of. And secondly, we must ask ourselves, why does he do this? Why does the Prophet Muhammad, why does the Messenger of God decide to talk about this? And what is it about this woman that made her mention so worthy and so great of her time? So much so that now, 1,500 years later, 2,000 years later, or whatever it is that this story took place, we're still talking about it. And it's relevant. It is extremely relevant. It was what she did. It was her action. It was her uh, pure, unpolluted intention that we talked about. We're talking about an act that stemmed from a place of selflessness and a place of mercy. Nothing else. She used what she had. She used what's in her means, in her ability. She didn't have a bucket. She didn't have money. She didn't have much. And in this story, she uses her shoe. She takes her shoe to nourish a thirsty dog 
that's on the verge of death. Clearly, this was an unsolicited act. The dog did not ask her, nor was she asking for anything in return from it. She wasn't going to get paid to feed the dog. She's not getting paid to care about the dog. She's not getting any sort of, you know, bonuses or raises because she showed compassion. There was no reason for her to do this other than the fact that she had compassion, that she showed mercy, that she understood the creations of the, the, of the, of the planets, that she was able to be a human being and she was able to show compassion and understand life. And that's what's so unbelievable is that considering that human beings may have possibly denied her these things due to her actual profession, she gave what others could not or would not give to her, to this animal. That show of kindness, that show of mercy, that show of compassion. She gave it to an animal and human beings weren't able or were not able to give it to her. And what does she get out of this thing? What does she get? She gets forgiveness from her Lord. She gets heaven. She gets paradise. She gets Jannah. Regardless of the fact that she was a prostitute, it was this act alone that elevated her from amongst her people. This action that many of you would dismiss, this action that many of you would completely ignore and belittle, this simple, insignificant, you would think, action is that what allowed all of her sins to be forgiven and allowed her to enter into paradise. So I have five points I want to talk about. And, and the first real important thing that I want everyone to understand and for everyone to really comprehend is that you cannot belittle your deeds. How many people walked past that dog, ignoring it completely? Maybe they saw it like, well, I'm really busy. I don't got time for this. Or maybe a lot of people are like, you know what? I'd, like, I don't have any way to get the water. I'd wish I could help, pup. But there's just no way to do it. And we should never look that what we do is small. We should never look at the, you know, that, you know what, I'm going to just pick up this trash from the ground. It's not a big deal. It's not, it's nothing. What we have to realize is every little thing we do sincerely, every little thing that we do for the betterment of society, for the betterment of humanity, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has a humongous reward. There's no such thing as a small deed. No deed goes unnoticed by the one that knows all. So that's very important. The second thing I want to talk about is, is, is his mercy, right? She was a prostitute and she's engaged in a major sin in the eyes of Allah. Huge sin, prostitution, right? He forgave her. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God forgave her. Just like that, psh, done, forgiven. That's easy, right? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for God to forgive somebody, that's easy. So don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Al-Rahman, the most merciful. Because the reality is, 
We are our worst enemies. We are the ones that will give up on ourselves. We are the ones that say, I have done too much bad. I can never be good. I'm a lost cause. There's no hope for me. This is all false. There's always hope for you. As long as you're alive and breathing and, 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 and can do something, you always got a chance. You always got a chance. Because the mercy of Allah is much greater than anything else. And it's narrated again in another authentic hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said, When Allah created the creation, He wrote in His book, and He wrote about Himself, and it is placed with Him on the thrones, Verily my, oh, my mercy overcomes my anger. And this is a law. Right? SubhanAllah. This is a law that Allah has placed on himself, that his mercy will always overcome his anger. Always. The mercy is bigger. The mercy is larger. The mercy is there. And the third point is that you got to stop judging. It's not your call. You don't know what people are doing. This prostitute that society had shuns this prostitute that, the, that everyone wrote off God forgave her Allah let her into Jannah what else can you say we will never know the rank that someone has in the sight of Allah our problem is that we judge based on the exterior we don't understand what's inside somebody's soul we don't know what the person is actually thinking and that's why when we see our brothers and our sisters, whether in faith or humanity, engage in some sin, we make excuses for them. We pray for them. And we be there for them. That's the right way. That's how you contribute to society. That's how you love your neighbor and your colleague and your friends and your neighbor. That you ask God to give them guidance. You ask God to forgive them and you're there for them when they need you. That's how humanity is supposed to be. That's what Islam is teaching people to do. Besides, who are we to judge others just because they sin differently from ourselves? We're not perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Far from it, I would imagine. We all suck. Right? None of us are, are, are amazing people. Others would be an angel. There's no walking angels. We all make mistakes. We all make sins. So leave the judging to the one that's the judge, the true judge. Let God be the judge and let us be human beings to one another. Let us be brothers and sisters to one another. And one thing that I can't leave unmentioned is the importance and the standard of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I was reading this book and in the book it said that it's scary to consider that on the day of judgment Allah will reward and punish us according to his own standard. That is, the deeds that we were pleased with in this life 
may mean very little in the next. What you considered something amazing that you did may be absolutely nothing in the sight of Allah. And the deeds that we neglected or brushed off as unimportant may very well be the ones that mean the most. Reflect on this and prioritize. You have no idea what's going to let you into heaven. You don't know. What's going to be the thing that allows you into those pearly gates? What's going to be the action that you do that will allow you to enter into eternal bliss and happiness and joy? You don't know. You don't know. That's why it's so important that you don't give up on yourself. You don't belittle a deed. And you don't get arrogant. You don't be like, well, I did so many things. I'm, I'm a shoo-in. It's no shoo-in. You don't know what's accepted. You don't know if you were arrogant. You don't know why you were... Like, you don't know. So slow down. Slow down. And the last point I wanted to talk today as we got to wrap up is animal rights. And I know you're thinking to yourself, animal rights? Yo, Tariq, why are you going to talk about animal rights? Animal rights is the last thing I want to talk about. And you know what? This is one of the reasons why I really love this hadith, this narration so much. Because Muslims, they often neglect this or belittle animal rights. Now this could be due to the culture, to the upgrooming, right? In many societies, animals are, are really looked down upon and not even noticed. And we need to change this thinking. We need to honor animals because they are the creation of Allah. They are God's creation. And they don't, debu- they don't deserve abuse, neglect. They have feelings and they know. So what I want from everyone is that I want you to listen to this show again and really understand this, this narration and look at it in a new way. It doesn't matter who you are or what your sins are, don't forget one very important thing, that your Lord is ever watching and considering. Do not ever forget that your deeds, both good and bad, are being recorded, and that one day you will be judged according to them. And don't forget to be a human being. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a loser. Don't be mean. Don't be racist. Don't think you're better because of anything. You're a human being. And that guy next to you, that's a human being. And you guys are all brothers and sisters and humanity. And it is an obligation that you extend your humanity to all people and all animals. For it is from this extension of your humanity that you may find the forgiveness and mercy that matters the most. And that is the one that belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and belongs to God. Inshallah, we'll end off with that. Inshallah, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all you listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you again next week. 
same time, same place right here on the Slam Dunk Show. Subhanak Allah, bahamdik, ashadun la ilaha illa ant, wa nastafuruka wa natubu alaykum wa al-asrayin dan nasirin fi khus, illa al-ladhina aminu wa amru salihat, wa tawasib al-haq, wa tawasib al-sab, wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.